Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. It's that show where the bloke wears a hat and he doesn't have much of a beard, and the other guy has nice hair and has a full-on beard. There you go. And for those of you listening on audio and not watching YouTube, yes, he just ruffled his beard at you. <laughs> you are welcome. Jesse, if this ever goes wrong, I reckon I could get a job as a voiceover person describing stuff that happens on telly. Okay. Is that there a job for that? I don't know. I think I just made it up. I, I reckon I reckon we got this, right? Um hold on. I have a problem with scripts. <laughs> oh, I assumed I, I just that's true. People listening will probably have thought, oh, yeah, he'll read the script. I just automatically went to, he's making it up as he goes along. Can you imagine me watching like an episode of Postman Bat and going, he picked up the letter. He put the letter through the door. <laughs> that's it. That's pretty much my new job. I'll get paid as much for that as I do for this. Yeah, true. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Newton's Nuggets has sponsorship opportunities open. Actually, we did discuss that. We are reopening sponsorship opportunities soon. Yeah, because we we kind of just, we kind of let it go for probably about a year or so. Um, Yeah, Uh, for reasons. We've had reasons. There were very good reasons. Most of it, no time. Yeah. Um, But we, we can do this, right? Do you remember that month that we did where people were allowed to just buy one sponsor slot? Yeah. And there was like two available per show. It went nuts, didn't it? Yeah, that did go mental. Maybe we should do that again. Let us know. Message us. Maybe we should do that again as like a relaunch of the sponsorship options. Hmm? If only we were starting a new month soonish. Roughly happens 12 times a year. So, yeah, we could do that. A new month starts roughly 12 times a year. Cool. Good to know. Ladies and gents, today Paulie is teaching maths and diaries. The worst thing is, right, if you can see this on video now, I look really proud of this. <laughs> I, I, just... I just remembered the conversation we had the other day where you went, is such and such a date in your diary? And I went, yes, my diary has all the dates in it. <laughs> the worst bit was that we then both just carried on. Yeah. That was a normal ever... conversation for us. That was a, quite a normal conversation, and and then we probably both forgot why I even asked about that date in the first place. Mm. Yeah, we did right, good. Shall we talk about Pierre Buzzy? Mate, this interview, right? Pierre is awesome, as he you is. lot are going to hear. And it was quite funny because uh, so we have a way people get on the shows. We have the normal way people get on the shows. They apply to be on the show. We do some background checks. We look into them. We decide if their if their way of working fits with the Nuggets' view on most business. So, for example, if you think the only way businesses should run is people should be thriving to be driving some I don't know hundred million pound car because that's the only way to prove success, you're not getting on the show. Yeah, just you're just not. It's not our show, vibe, is it? No, I just can't be asked. Um, <laughs> yes, that's true. If, however, the attitude is along the lines of making sure people have nice lives, can look after their families, can help other people, normally the people that get on the show are the ones who are offering lots of help and lots of advice and not expecting massive financial reward for doing so. They're the kind of people we like. Yes. Okay. Now, Pierre kind of bypassed a lot of our normal route 
because I've met him a few times in networking events online, and he always helps people. Mm. He's like every time I've seen him in a group, he's given some advice, given little snippets, given ways to do things, and not then going, now if you book in for a 15-minute power quarter, you're going to learn this, this, and this from me. He doesn't do that. No. Um also, he doesn't have the accent that I've just done. I mean, <laughs> he really shame. doesn't. He has a really smooth, sexy French accent, and that wasn't yeah, what he does. So, why don't we then go straight over to the interview? People can hear how gorgeous he is. And then afterwards, me and you can just swoon for a few minutes about how nice Pierre is. Sounds like a plan. Awesome. Let's go. Newton's Nuggets. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for being here. You have no idea how much it means to me and to Jesse and to all of our guests. Now, today, I'm really excited about this one because I've been winding up this poor guy for the last few months about his accent. Seriously, trust me, when you hear this accent, oh, my word, he's dreamy, okay? And he looked really hot, too, but don't tell him I said that. This guy, he's he's coming to some networking that I'm involved in. And whenever he comes in there, he has a conversation with people and he starts getting people to question things that they're up to. And I love his questions. Now, I, do you know what? That'll do. I'm going to introduce you to him now. Ladies and gents, this is my friend Pierre. Pierre, hello, mate. How are you? Hi, Paul. I'm very good. And you're uh, very, very good. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, first of all. I'm really happy to be here. Mate, honestly, thank you so much for taking time out to be with us. I know, you know, we normally get like half an hour's interview with somebody, but I know really it's an hour and a bit out of somebody's day and their time. And you're a busy man. So thank you so much, buddy. It means the absolute world to me. Um, right. The first question, possibly the most scary question that I ask anyone. Pierre, who are you? What do you do? And why should people listen to us for about half an hour? So I'm Pierre, I'm the founder of Beyond Satisfaction, and I'm a customer service consultant and trainer. And what I do is I help business owners and professionals to have the best methods and strategies around their current and former clients to get the best out of them. The goal being to make the best impact on the customers and therefore on the business uh, performance and more broadly the business strategy. Uh, so I can help in various different ways. I can help in terms of customer retention. I can help in terms of the specific methods and processes to handle customer issues and difficult customers successfully or complaining clients. I can help in terms of customer journey mapping. Uh, so this is one of my approach, which is called business coaching around customers. And the other thing I do is training courses. So any businesses with employees, uh, dealing with customers on a regular basis. I'll be uh, delivering specific training courses. Uh, to the other question, why uh, listening to uh, to our uh, podcast today? Well, because I would like to speak about uh, two main things. The first one being the importance of managing customer expectations and how to do so. And the second one, the importance of customer retention for a business and how to have the best strategy uh, around customers when it comes to uh, retention. Mate, that's beautiful. That is gorgeous. Before you came into the show just now, uh, so before we start, it's normally me and the guest and Jesse just sitting having a chat. And I said to Pierre, Pierre, you started a conversation in a networking group that I was in with you the other day. And it just kicked off. It made so many people think. It made so many people question what they're doing. And I can't remember exactly how you worded it. But it was something like, what percentage of a time do you spend either on acquiring new business or looking after and retaining your current business. And seriously, I saw a lot of 
business owners that I've got a lot of respect for kind of stopping and questioning what they're doing. Because so much of the time I see business owners going, got to get new clients, got to get new clients, got to get new clients. And then you literally made this room full of people go, hold on, we've already got a bunch of clients that like us. And we're not actually doing enough to tell them that we like them too. So that question, mate, are you okay if we go for a bit of a talk down the retention route? Of course, definitely. Uh, Perfect. What, what do you think? Why do you want people to concentrate on retention more than just, you know, that hunter-gatherer instinct of getting new clients? Well, because I think the ultimate goal of uh, of most businesses is to be be able to generate long-term business and to reach this financial stability and for some other businesses even to grow and get bigger and bigger. Uh, one of the very good ways to do so is to, to being able to get the best out of your current customers by keeping them as long as possible so you can focus on them rather than constantly focusing on customer acquisition because that's uh, can be a very bad uh, bad decision in terms of time management generally when you run your business. The other thing is obviously uh, when you focus on customer retention, you uh, you will not only get uh, with a specific strategy around your customers, a specific offer to keep your clients longer. You will not only get retention, you'll get much more than that because not all loyal customers are retained. Some can just be coming back to your to your offer or just be resisting to the competition. But definitely all retained customers are loyal. Uh, and if they are loyal, they will just bring you much more than just retention. Uh, some stats says that, um, if I'm not mistaken, 86% of loyal customers will recommend the brand to their relatives, friends, colleagues, or business relations, which is a high percentage. So by 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 retaining your clients you need to have not only a strategy to retain your customers but you need as well to have an approach with your customer to make sure they remain loyal and in order to make them loyal you need to make them happy so you need to go the extra mile you need to do a lot of things around customer service to make them happy in the long term and by doing going the extra mile for them they will want to go the extra mile for you they will want to leave you those testimonials they will want to talk about your business to other people. They will want to give you those great referrals, et cetera, et cetera. So they will, in a way, become one of your best marketing tool uh, because by uh, taking care of them, by creating this long-term relation of trust with them, rather than only focusing on new clients and on short-term sales, you will just get them to help your business and to bring you uh, business themselves. So, by focusing on retention, you are actually focusing as well on acquisition through your customers. I couldn't agree with you more. And something you said there, it really hit home because what I'm worried about is that other people could be listening to us and just thinking me and you are money hungry here. Okay. It's not just about that. The, the sentence that you said just a minute ago that I loved is it's best for you and for your customer. Okay, if they already know they trust you, if they already know you're going to deliver on time, if they're already happy with your prices and you keep them happy, then that's a happier person. You're helping them with their lives. You're helping them with whatever you are supplying them with. It bothers me when I see businesses who are just doing the hunter-gatherer thing of got to get new business, got to get new business, got to get new business. And every single year, this kind of makes me laugh. Because I now swap and change my car insurance and my house insurance every year, no fail. 
because there is absolutely no reason for me to be loyal to them anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay. They, they don't look after me. They don't give me the same prices as they did in the first year. They don't give me any reasons to stay with them to the point that you can call them up sometimes and say, look, I found a better deal. And they just go, yeah, you've beaten us. Bye-bye then. And that's it. Whereas you're right. Even with my industry and me and you talked about this last week, even in my entertainment business, where most of my work was weddings, so it's always new business. And I saw it as you need to keep finding new business. Then I realized that with all of those happy clients, they've got friends, they've got relatives, they've got people that they know. I did one silly little change that I told you about last week, which was giving them a gift mm -hmm. that was really emotional for them and made them remember me. And what they did was that gift, they most of them put it up in their living room. And when people come around and go, oh, what's that then? This magician on our wedding was brilliant. He was great at this, this, and this. And you're right. They're selling me on because straight away they remember the emotion of the magic trick that I did for those two that was just in their minds absolutely magical. Mm -hmm. And they promote me to everyone. Honestly, since I made that change of giving that little gift that they can put in their living room, I think I got repeat business probably from 70% of my customers. Yep. Now, before I did that change, hardly any, you know, because it'd only be if they're going through the photo album that they'd remember, oh yeah, Paul did that and it was brilliant. Just silly little things like that that can bring back the emotion of an emo a moment in their household. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Yeah. It... And... Go on, bud. No, actually it shows that, uh, it shows that the, the longer you keep your customers, the more this attention to details, those uh, those small uh, those small attentions uh, that you you give your customers, will be one of the main things that will make you stand out. Because when you 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 keep your customers for a long period, you it means already that you're providing a service valuable and you're providing value. But that may not suffice to stand out. That is why they're staying with you in the long term. If you really want to stand out, you need to go this extra mile by by doing those little attentions, by giving those little attentions, by focusing on those details that will really not only make them happy having your services, but really make them go the extra mile for you by, again, mentioning you. Uh, and most part of the time, you will see that if you check businesses' testimonials, um, very good feedback that businesses receive from long-term clients, you will see that most than half of the time, those small details, those small attentions will be the main thing mentioned by the clients because you are touching what you call the emotional perception of the customer. The factual perceptions is how you provide a service, how you make them happy by providing the service of what they were expecting to receive. But the emotional perception is treating your customers a little bit more than just customers, telling them you're a little bit more than just, like you said, money to me. Uh, because I care to provide a service of quality. I care to make you happy. I care to build these relations of trust with you. And those small details will really make you stand out because that is what on many occasions they will like the most. And that's so important to keep it in mind. Whatever the way you use to do it, birthday, uh, acknowledging loyalty by sending some presents when they stay for a long, a long while or something memorable uh, or just a little welcome pack or something where with little, you know, little uh, materials or whatever it is that you're offering that just make you stand out as a business that is so 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 important because that is maybe in a year time where they will remember the most before all the great uh 
things you've done for them. Uh, so that's really important to focus on. It's it's funny though, isn't it? We we get so into getting new people in, getting new people in, getting that new sale in that you do look around. And I've got some great clients uh, that because the business has changed, I now do a lot more corporate work. So I get a lot more repeat business. And something that something that annoys me, Pierre, something that really, really gets my goat is I get more and more of these business owners saying, oh, do you know what you need to do to be above everyone else now? And it's like, oh, and what's that? You need to do what you say you're going to do. Now, that bothers me because that's such a low bar in my mind. But if they're right, that means most of the business owners out there are promising beyond their means, are promising they're going to do something and not delivering to that standard. But all of our customers are going, if you just do what we ask for the price that we've agreed, we'll be really happy customers. What the hell? It shouldn't be that low, should it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's very true. That's very true. I think that I think that generally it's it's about never taking customers for for granted um and that yes. is that is sometimes what's happening when you are only thinking acquisition short term sales closing the sale even the term closing the sale is not for me a, a good term because you have the term closing in there you have the word closing um but actually you're just starting once you've closed the sales uh so that's where you really need to now uh reach the expectation you set for your customer while while you were selling. Uh, that's where uh, you need to make sure that the customer is receiving what they were expecting and that you haven't been over-promising, that you are really matching with what you were supposed to deliver, uh, depending on what you said, on what you put out there in your marketing strategy, et cetera, et cetera. So this, this is really important. First of all, it all starts with a vision, not seeing the customer as granted, because again, uh, a customer can be the best opportunity for your business, like we mentioned. But if you take a customer as granted and you 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 do not focus on not only gaining customer, but making sure you get the best out of them by making them happy, they can become the biggest threat to your business. And you do not want that because then if it happens, definitely if you have this vision, a customer can be a threat to your business if you have the best vision with your customers. But if you have the best vision with your customers, you will know how to handle this threat. But if you see a customer as granted, once the customer becomes a threat because the customer is not happy for something specific, you're going to have the worst reaction to it and you're going to just make things worse. And that's where managing expectations and handling customer issues, handling customer complaints, handling difficult customers is coming uh is, is is coming here because that's where it's really making the best impact uh for your business if you're doing it properly yes right and i agree with you here because i've heard right i'm going to get this stat completely wrong i know somebody listening will tell me the truth but if you get bad service you're something like five times more likely to tweet and on social media than if you get good service now that's again wrong in my head because if you get bad service, if, me as a business owner, I would hope that somebody would come directly to me and say, look, Paul, I'm not happy about this. And then I would do everything I can to fix it. But we're not in that kind of world anymore. I think if you get bad service now, it's normal for people to jump on things like TripAdvisor or Twitter or Facebook and moan about your company and tag your company in. Now, I think that can be massively detrimental which is exactly what you were just saying about, you know, having a bad having a bad customer experience will be so bad for your business. Getting somebody to sing your praises 
is harder to do because that's not what we naturally do as humans. But when they do, oh my word, it's powerful. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what do you think then? If you see, right, I'm sure this has never happened because everyone I've spoken to that's used you and been in your services, they've said you're lovely. Okay. They said you're brilliant. I've seen interviews where the interviewers absolutely loved you to bits. Okay. So hats off to you. Let's say you're a small business and you've just seen a bad review about something that you know this is possibly your fault. What are we doing? Are we doing damage limitation? Are we going to contact a person? Are we going to contact them publicly or privately? How do we make this into a good experience? Well, first of all, it starts again with a, it starts again with a, with a mindset, with the correct mindset and the correct vision. Uh, any negative feedback shouldn't be seen as a threat, first of all, to start with. Uh, because if you see it as a threat, you are more likely to uh, become confrontational, uh, to have ego stepping in and not accept uh, what you've done wrong, etc., etc., or to just hide it under the carpet. That is not what you want to do. First of all, even let's say we kind of change the situation a little bit and let's say the customer is leaving a bad review and the customer is wrong. Like I always say to most of my customers is that it doesn't matter whether the client is right or wrong. What matters is what is the part of responsibility the business or the business owner has in the client being wrong. So it doesn't matter if the client is wrong because if the client is wrong and complaining about something that he or she shouldn't complain, it means that you haven't done something at a, at a specific stage that you should have done in terms of managing expectations, giving the correct information, having courageous conversations to make sure that the client goes into the direction you want him or her to go so he or she doesn't complain moving forward. So first of all, it starts with that mindset. You cannot make it about who's right or wrong and you cannot make it about standing your ground and be confrontational because uh, a negative feedback is not a threat, it's an opportunity. First of all, it's an opportunity to show care. Uh, the way you will handle the feedback by trying to help the customers to try to understand what what happens to be um, to be like showing empathy to be apologizing on what you should apologize by being honest but still showing that you're here to help and you are in control all those things will generate one of the most important things from the customers which is care and which is trust sorry not care actually which is trust but you will therefore show care actually uh, but generating trust from customers is one of the most important thing and Dealing with negative feedback is such a great way to generate trust because you will just show to the customer that you are not there to make him right, to make her right or wrong or the other way around. You are there to solve the issues and make the experience better moving forward. So that is so powerful. But the second reason why a negative feedback is um, an opportunity is because you can take out of it great uh, learnings, great lessons, great insights for you to implement internally moving forward and make sure it doesn't happen again for your future customers or for this customer. Uh, once you do that, that is so powerful because once you have these com complaining clients, seeing that you're really there to help, really there to make it better, and you are really here to improve moving forward, let's say they come back to you and they saw you improved, they may actually become your most loyal customers. One, because you showed care and you generated trust by the way you handle the complaint, and two, because you implemented changes and you show them that you will be improving and you that you have improved moving forward. So when they are coming back to you, you're actually better in providing your services. 
so yeah, it's a it's definitely an opportunity. And throughout my career in 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 hospitality or running my business, on many instances, my most loyal customers were previous complainers, especially because of the way I handle the complaints. And you shouldn't be afraid to answer to answer another part of your question. You shouldn't be afraid to answer on so on social media or on TripAdvisor publicly. Uh, apologizing, whatever needs to be done. Now people can be said, "Oh, why would you apologize if you if you are not wrong? If let's say the customer is wrong, well, you can still apologize for the bad experience. So you don't put yourself at fault for something for something you haven't done, but you still apologize for the bad experience the customer has. Because at the end of the day, even if the customer is wrong, because you have a part of responsibility in the clients being wrong." You are a part of responsibility. You have a part of responsibility in the client having a bad experience. So there's still a way there where you can just apologize. And again, you will just make the situation better by not making it confrontational by doing so. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I could, like you see, I could talk about it for hours. So I'm going to stop there. Uh, but yeah, it's it's so important to have the correct vision and approach with negative feedback. But mate, you've dropped some absolutely brilliant moments of wisdom there because the whole the whole taking your ego out of it. I get that because if I've given a service and I've given it my own and I thought it was the best and then somebody went, yeah, but you didn't do this very well. I could easily go into a, yes, I did. I did everything I could. Well, hold on, hold on. Why don't you ask them a question? Why don't you say, look, I'm really sorry. That's not the customer experience we want for people to have. So is there any way that I can make this right for you? What can we do with you to make this the best experience possible? Something else you dropped in there that I hadn't actually thought of is it's a learning moment. So if you learn from that customer that something didn't feel right for them, but you thought it was a great service, you can learn from it, change that service so that that problem never happens again. Understanding that it's feedback rather than having a go at you, it's a great way for you to get rid of that problem ever happening two, four, ten more times in your future that you might never have known about if this person hadn't given you feedback. Mm -hmm. I think some of that is just amazing. You're yeah. managing expectations. Okay. That one I like because I have had moments when I've had to explain to people, uh, let's talk about the magic business. My magic business was just me. Okay. That means if I'm on stage doing something, I can't answer the phone. If I'm doing if close up, if I'm working for a client one-to-one, -one, I can't answer my phone. I can't answer emails all the time. So I always made a point of, Guys, I'd love to work with you. This is great that we're going to be working together. Please do understand, though, it's just me. So if you need me urgently mm -hmm. yeah. and I'm on stage, there's not much I can do. However, I can promise I'll be getting back to you within 24 hours, whatever time works for me. And even saying things like that just made it so much easier. Yeah. People would just go, oh, we know you're busy. Don't worry. We left you a message. We left you a voicemail because we know you're busy. We pinned you a text because we know you're busy and we know you'll come back to us. And what I actually had then was clients contacting me and saying, look, we want to have a chat about this. Can you call us on Tuesday between these times because we're available? Of course I can. I can do that. That works for me. Mm -hmm. So the managing expectation things, mate, I love that. Yeah. Let's say my business has now grown. Okay, mm -hmm. Let's say that I'm providing services and products and I've now got a team of, I don't know, 12 people. Mm-hmm. I've got this right. In my heart, I'm doing this right. I care about my customers. I want this to work for them. Is there any way that I can instill that in my staff as well? Yeah, well, definitely. First of all, it uh, 
is to, I mean, one of the first thing I do when I, when I deliver training is to highlight how important their role is uh, in delivering good customer service. Because sometimes you are training different roles, different uh, levels of roles, hierarchically, et cetera, et cetera, that some of them may just, uh, their main roles may just be uh, like administrative and taking phone calls, et cetera, et cetera. But it doesn't matter the role you're having. Most part of the time, specific employees will be the main point of contact for customers. So in the eyes of the customers, they represent the business, whatever their role is, whatever the level uh, they have within the company, they represent the business. So that is one of the first thing to make your, your, your team understood is make them understand their role in terms of delivering good customer service, but make them feel valued and important in terms of, it doesn't matter what, what role you have, uh, what level you, you are in within the company. What matters is your role with your customers. You are important in the eyes of the customers and therefore in the eyes of the business, whatever role you're having within the companies, as long as you deal with customers. So that's, that is one of the, of the first thing you need to do. Uh, one of the other thing, coming back to an example, coming back to managing expectations, one of the things I say uh, when I when I train people is that I always say that, first of all, when it comes to managing expectations, you need to understand that there is four different types of expectations that customers will be having. The first expectation will be related to what they will be receiving, um, what is the service they will be receiving. So there are set expectations on that. Then how they will be receiving it in terms of deadlines, uh, time frame, in terms of how accessible you are, how you're going to communicate to them, et cetera, et cetera. Then it will be in terms of the outcome of what they will be uh, they will be receiving. Uh, and then finally, it will be in terms of the requirements uh, they need to provide from their end as a customer to make sure that they're receiving it successfully. Once you manage to get those four expectations right, this is how you can make sure that your customer is going into the direction you want him or her to go and that they will get the full value of what you're providing. So just to give a quick example, for instance, you are setting perfectly that you are providing training. I'll give the example of myself. Uh, you are setting perfectly the, the way you're providing it. It's face-to-face. -face. You need the uh, uh, you need to, uh, to spend three hours to provide it, et cetera, et cetera. In terms of the requirements, uh, it's to make sure that the audience is participating, engaging, that you get all the informations from the clients beforehand. But let's say I don't manage successfully the outcome and uh, I do everything well, but I didn't set specifically the fact that when it comes to the outcome, obviously uh, it's up to um, train your team regularly and to make sure that then uh, the managers within the team, making sure that they are applying uh, what they've been uh, trained on. Let's say I don't say this. Well, then they cannot really blame me uh, a month after to say, well, nobody applied what you what you said. Well, if nobody applied what you say, it's the business responsibility to make sure that they're applying it moving forward. It's a little bit like networking. You cannot expect from a networking community after six months, oh, uh, why don't I still don't have business? Because it's up to you uh, as a business owner to make sure you're getting business yourself by what you are doing. So most part of the time, the outcome is really related to the requirements that you have as a business. So all expectations are really related one to another. So you need to make sure that you are really focusing on those four types of expectations and that you are getting them right for your customers so they are understanding everything. So 
is in terms of what information you are giving, what questions you are asking, how long how long you spend doing customer onboarding, but as well the courageous conversation you need to be having. For instance, uh, the example you gave, Paul, about customers calling you uh, if you are doing your show. Uh, if someone gets annoyed with this regularly, you will have at some point to have a courageous conversation to explain again or reiterate how things work. And you may want to put it by writing as well at the beginning so you make sure that the customer never blame you for it moving forward. So it's already bringing the perspective as well that it's managing expectations. And that's one of the main thing I train team members is not only about making customers happy and making sure that they are getting the best out of your offer, but it's as well about protecting your business in case of uh, potential threat where they're complaining on things they shouldn't complain. But again, like we mentioned before, even when you bring this in, it's never about who's right or wrong. You still need to bring it in in the diplomatic way. That is very important. Amazing. Mate, thank you so much. Right, I'm going to ask you that horrible question that I, I warned you would be near the end. Can you give me one nugget of information that you want every listener to walk away with? Well, then I will. I mean, I could, I could give so much, but I will focus on one, which is about customer retention. If you want to have the best approach to customer retention, uh, the main approach you need to have and the main thing you need to do uh, is, to, is to make sure that your strategy is about customer retention. But you need to make sure that your approach with your customers and the way you deal with them is about customer loyalty. So the strategy needs to be about retention, but the approach with your customers and the way you deal with them needs to be about loyalty. Because again, by doing so, you will not only get retention, but you will get much more than this. And like I said, all your retained customers needs to be loyal. And Bud, when you add that in with what you said about earlier, where 80% of loyal customers sell you on to other people, surely what we always want is loyal and happy customers, isn't it? Definitely. So important. Mate, Pierre, I knew this would be a great interview. I, I felt like I haven't even had to try today. I felt like I've cheated, to be blatantly honest with you, because you've just got such a wealth of information. Pierre, if it's all right with you, I'm going to make sure that Jesse puts some links into your website. People can come and have a look at you. People can come and see how you work with individuals. Fingers crossed we'll get some of our listeners going, do you know what? He's on something there and we need to talk about this. So thank you very much, Pierre. Do you want to say goodbye to everyone? Well, first of all, thanks to you, Paul, again for uh, inviting me today. And uh, yes, uh, feel free to reach out anytime, everyone, and see you very soon. But thank you so much. Ladies and gents, we're now going to go back to me and Jesse at the end of the show. We're going to be talking about Pierre behind his back, and we're going to be hopefully saying really nice things about him. And he's not going to know what we say unless he listens to the show when it goes out. Pierre, thank you so much, buddy. Ladies and gents, yeah. back to me and Jesse. Welcome back, everybody. There you go. Did you like Mr. Pierre? I mean, I'll be honest. Every time he talks at networking events, you see like 98% of the room just go quiet and just do a bit of a, ah, uh, that's nice. <laughs> Sweet. Say 98% of the room because the the 2% that's left is Pierre talking. It's him. <laughs> <laughs> um, am I right, though? Isn't he lovely? I mean, sexy French accent and smooth voice aside, he's also yeah. really lovely to go with it. 
he's lovely he's passionate he really wants to help businesses create a business that everyone's proud of and that customers are proud of buying from and that customers are proud of introducing people to yes i mean when he talks about his training as well i know we didn't get much onto the training itself but when he starts talking about training people and making them realize their place and realize how amazing they can be and that on oh my word, I'm having an argument with a customer support team of a well-known website, which I won't mention because I might get sued. And I can't log into my account, okay? Right. And, and all of these things say, go to customer support. Look, click here, you get customer support. You click there and it says, can you sign in? No. Can't. That's, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> well, if you sign in here. And when I tried to sign in and it says, oh, no, that email address is wrong. Well, the email address I've had for 20 odd years, you think I'm typing it incorrect. I've checked it 58 times now. Okay. I'm not typing it incorrectly. There's a bit of it your system doesn't like. I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, well, go to customer support then. Right. I'll go to customer support. Yeah. Can you sign in to talk to customer support? What the f are you having a laugh? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't get it, mate. I don't get why we have become used to being treated badly as customers. And something that actually really knocks me here, Jesse, is we now see companies as amazing if they do what they say they're going to do. Yeah. But I think I think what I do like, and if you think about it from a consumer level point of view, things are slowly changing. And I think... We said before, we said in the Paul and Jesse show last week, we talked about like, like there are benefits to having things like Amazon. And one of those yeah. is just expecting good customer service, really. Yeah. And just yeah. getting stuff dealt with. And, but then that expectation means that we're now bringing that to other things. So disruptors are coming in. So, for example, my bank is incredible with the, the, you know, everything, all the services they provide, the information that's out there, all the rest of it, just really easy to use and customer focused. Um, and so whereas the previous bank I was with, you could tell that the online thing was kind of a, an add on because they felt like they had to and yeah. it didn't really work very well. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things that I think that consumer level. And we try so hard as businesses to come up with fancy marketing techniques and all the rest of it. And I am a marketer, so I love all of that. But the reality is if you can just do an amazing job with your existing customer base, you, yep. you will have people giving you reviews, recommendations. So um, they'll give you more business. Um, Paul and I laughed Wait, uh, you know about what? this phrase the other day, but um, it's, yeah. it, it's basically low hanging fruit. <laughs> yeah yeah so, and me and you hate that we, we hate the phrase about that the other day didn't we yeah um that and amazon we we had an me and mrs paul had an issue last week where we bought something it turned up it was not as described it didn't look like the picture contacted amazon and and they said oh that's not good could you take a photo for us yeah of course you can and the customer service rep went we completely agree that is not as described, and you should not be paying for it. We've just refunded it to your card. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Could you do us a favour? Could you print out this shipping label and send it back to us? Because we want to use this as an example of what they shouldn't be doing. 
Yeah. It was just like, yeah, yeah, we can. Thanks. Just thought, no, that was really easy. Yeah. Yeah. Which goes yeah. to show because it's what we said the other day about it's um, independent suppliers, but yeah, a lot of them are very good suppliers. But actually, having the Amazon structure in place Steam. means that you get the customer yeah. service guaranteed. And it was it was brilliant. Now, in a lot of small and medium companies, right, the culture is a big thing here. And, and we could go and get Ben Drury back on about this at some point. Yes. But the culture within the company for every employee is massively important. I like what Pierre's saying because he's trying to teach people and empower people that they can make choices and they can be the good voice for the whole company. But also... One of the issues here, mate, is I think the company owners, if you're talking about an SME-style company, an SME-sized company, the owners have to release some of that control to their staff. Yeah. yeah. And and it's, it bothers me how many times you see companies where they definitely haven't done that release. Um, but then I, this is kind of the revolution, mate. If we can have these companies that are proving they're amazing – and they're the ones that then stand up and go, we're amazing, we're great at this, and our staff are brilliant too. And all the staff are going, we love working here, we're allowed to make choices, and we try to better the whole company. Then hopefully, and I've got massive fingers crossed here, Jesse, hopefully those are the companies that are going to win, stand the test of time, and the rubbish ones will just get forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Pierre, mate, it was such an awesome interview. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy lad. I think it'll be very um, eye-opening for a lot of people listening to that. Yeah, I think so. I think I've in the last month, I've dealt with companies that have been amazing. I've and my holiday, Jesse, the holiday I went on to, just owned by this guy that owns a couple of little holiday lets. We felt so well looked after and we never even met him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just, that's what we want as customer service. Let's hope we've just had, at the time that this episode goes out, let's hope we're currently having that experience with somebody else. Because <laughs> me and Polly yes. are away. <laughs> we're going away. When this show goes out, we are not here. We are leaving little signs on the door saying, leave us alone. We're doing something else. Yeah. In um, fact, we talked about it last week on last week's show, so you should know what it is by then. Yeah. And if you're listening now, if it's early enough, if you are deciding to travel up to Bury in Manchester and you want to come and see us at Timeless, don't know if tickets are still on sale. Uh, if you do put nuggets in, you do get a discount. But I don't know if they're still on sale when at the time this goes out. Um, you'd have to ask somebody that works in their web department. Well, I don't know on by that point, but <laughs> there's no. no guarantee because they've sold a lot of tickets. So it's going to be a busy yeah. old show. I I think they're getting close to stopping ticket sales, mate. Yeah. Which is amazing for yet another small company. Woohoo! Yes, we like that. Um, right. So yeah, thank you, Pierre. That was awesome. Really enjoyed the show. Really enjoyed our chat. If you haven't met Pierre, I know that Jesse will drop links so that you can go yeah. and introduce yourself to him, say hello to him, find out what he's up to, see what training events he's running, things like that. That would be awesome. Okay. Our guests do not get paid to be on here. But if you like what they do, please do some checks on them as if you were buying from anywhere else. Check up on them. See if they're the right people for you. Go and introduce yourself to them. I know they love it when that happens. Um, I think that's all we do. Mate, I've got like 
two A4 pages of notes of my interview from Pierre. I think me and you could do a show alone just about we our probably interview. could. We could go over our notes and do that. But my what we bit. should do is go to our Nuggeteer of the Week. Hold on, hold on. It's my favourite bit. What? favourite bit was when Pierre said, get rid of the ego. Your ego shouldn't come into this. If you've got negative feedback, get rid of your ego, find out what happened, and help them. <laughs> I was just like, that is so nice. Yeah. Right, now you can go to Nuggeteer of the Week. Nuggeteer of the Week! It's time for the Nuggeteer of the Week. Thanks, Tony. So, <laughs> still coming in. Still coming in. Nuggeteer of this week, the week this week is uh, it's something that me, someone that me and Jesse both know. We've never met them in person, but we do watch their Twitch channel. And their Twitch channel is Fiery Little Pup 22. Fiery, mate, or law, whatever you prefer to be called today. You're awesome. Your show is awesome. And me and Jesse had a chat about this, and we wanted to say a massive thank you. Because lately you've been promoting the show, you've been telling people about our show, and you've been telling us about you listening to it as well. Yeah. I mean, things like that, it it just it gives us a bit of a reason to carry on, and it helps infuse us so much to carry on. And Fiery, if you are listening to this while you're falling asleep, night-night, Fiery. Really night, nice Lord. to see you. There you go. She's now just going to take a snip of that and having us two say goodbye to her whenever she wants. Or she's um, going to come at me and go, what are you doing? Yeah, what the hell? I was happily about to fall asleep and then you two said my names. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's brilliant. She's absolutely lovely. Uh, she's a gamer on Twitch. So go watch her show if you want to go and get yourself an account on Twitch. Search Fiery Little Pup 22. You'll find her there. Go watch. You can, uh, you can follow the shows without paying any money, can't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Follow's free. The follows are free, then you get notified whenever she's on, and she plays loads of various games. Go and have a watch. She's awesome. There you go. Um, is that everything for this week? Yeah, it is. Awesome. Ladies and gents, thanks for being here. You lot are lovely. All four of you. Absolutely lovely. Shut up, Paul. <laughs> we know what the numbers were from last week. <laughs> I love your face then. You literally did the face of, you hadn't said that for the whole show. I thought we were getting away with oh. this. Well, All four of you. Absolutely. For lovely. those of you who listened to us last week, and we were talking about the issues that we'd had with the show. I know we were about to end this one, but this is just a funny little story. I was in a meeting with someone. I'm sorry. I was in a meeting with someone. And normally what happens is Paul goes into meetings with groups of people. He says he then tells everybody about Newton's Nuggets and then we get a load of downloads, as you might imagine. And so I normally send him a screenshot of the graph going up and going, what did you do? Because I don't normally know what Paul's up to. It annoys me and it freaks me out. So, but I I just send him that with the graph, whereas I was in a meeting and having had a couple of weeks with issues, I'm in the meeting. All I can see on my smartwatch has got a very small screen. Three messages came through. The first one was, what did you do? The second one was WTF, capital letters. 
And the last one was a long message, so I couldn't see it. It just came, it was like dot, dot, dot. So I'm like, and I was like, oh, what have I done this week? Not another one that where I've messed up. I love oh. that you went into a panic that you'd edited it wrong or something. Yeah. I thought we were cancelled. I mean, it should have happened three years ago, but. So yeah. all of you nutters that have just suddenly decided to download the show because I can't believe it's one person. Um, thank you very much for being here um, and making the numbers ridiculous in this last week. Mate, that was a big number last week. Jeez, yeah. I, I'm i not and sure. Before he says it, he doesn't mean five. <laughs> <laughs> so proud of you, Jesse. Right, ladies and gents, after that admission that there might be more than four listeners to the show, shout out, Jesse. Um, thank you very much. We will see you next week if we get back from Manchester in one piece. Yes. Awesome. See you all later. See you soon. Bye-bye. Have Bye. a lovely one. And to those of you who listen to us when you're falling asleep, good night. Have sweet night, Law. Nothing.